Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I've got great love debates, Brian Howie back in the studio to pick up where we left off on the subjects of sex and dating. And we're also announcing some very exciting news. We'll also be taking a call from the hilarious podcaster Paul Mercurio and getting into a couple of your most pressing dating questions. Thanks for listening. But first, by now, you've probably bailed on your New Year's resolutions. To work out more, I mean. How many of you made a New Year's resolution to work out more? It feels great to be in shape, plus it boosts your confidence and your libido. But are you ignoring the one muscle group that can have the biggest impact on your sexual performance? Don't worry, because now there's a product that will do the workout for you. The Intensity is a unique insertable device that strengthens your pelvic floor with gentle electrostimulation, delivering an extremely effective and automatic Kegel exercise. The shaft inflates to perfectly position its conductive pads where they will directly stimulate your pelvic floor muscles. Not only does this muscle group give you more control over your pleasure during intercourse, it's also responsible for preventing urinary incontinence, which is what the Intensity was originally designed to cure. Oh, and the Intensity just happens to have a vibrate option too, because hey, why not have an awesome orgasm while you're working out? I'm telling you, this product has changed my sex life. I've increased strength, control, and seriously, the best orgasms I've ever had. Plus, now I don't have to worry about accidentally peeing while I'm doing yoga. To order your own intensity, go to sexwithemily.com and click on the intensity banner. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can check out all of our podcasts, subscribe to our podcasts, hang out, read our blogs, videos. It's a good freaking time. Right, Menace? Hi, Menace. Hey, what's going on? How hey, you been? I've been doing really well. I Thanks. haven't really got to talk to you the past couple of podcasts. We've had guests, and I mean, we have a guest today, which right. and he's, he's, like a, he's a, a great guest that we've talked to before. Exactly. But I want to dive in and see what the hell's been going on in your life. Okay. What do you want to know? What's the latest? I saw you at, uh, I think, last time I saw you in person, uh, it was at the Grammy pre-interviews. Yeah, that was really fun. And you fun. did the roundtables, and you talked to all the different radio DJs. Yeah. How was that? That was fun. I loved sitting with your team. Yeah. They were great with yeah. the Woody Show. The Woody Show. I love them. Yeah. And they were like, you should come in. And I'm totally. like, well, Menace says I'm not allowed to come in. And then I thought, mm. well, you're like, no, we don't have a guest. Like, why don't you come in? And then I'm like, Menace doesn't want me here. He doesn't want to mix his two families. It's like, no, I'm, they're it's your not other that at all. It's what not that it? at all. Okay. But that well, was fun. Well, it's something that we, I, we should we'll talk about it off there, Which no, I've told you a billion times, but you I never mean, listen to me, ever. I do. What did you say? I tell you why you shouldn't come in but, to but, our but, show. No, but we already cleared it and no one cared. Yeah, that's what they say. That's very Hollywood. It's okay. It's fine. We'll see how that goes. Who cares? But it's going to be fun. That was fun. And then I went to like, yeah, like 40C. I went out with Dr. Drew. He was like, come with me. So it was fun because we like tag teamed everyone. Yeah, that's great. Love talking to Dr. Drew. How's the love line thing been going? Um, It's amazing. I'm actually doing it um, twice a week now. Oh, what? Tuesdays and Thursdays. I am co-hosting Love Line. And so if you guys are interested, it is on like 40 stations in the country. However, it's also a podcast. So you can listen to Loveline as well. That's great. I know. It's really fun. They kind of bump that up. Super so exciting. So we're doing that. Yeah. And um, so th- and then I went to the Grammys, mm-hmm. which is fun, which I've never been to like an award show. Yeah. You went with another woman. Susan Pinsky. So have you switched sides or what? What's going on? No, Who are you dating? No, wife. Drew's wife. Oh, okay. No. Who am I dating? Yeah. Um, I'm not. I've been mm-hmm. on a few dates. Yeah. And I went out with this guy recently, though, and it was, it was interesting. We went to, a, it was a nice dinner, and Brian, you're welcome. Just, Brian, oh, yeah, don't worry. You don't have yeah, to be there silent. Good. I didn't no, want to interrupt your yeah, date no. story. No, but I went on a date. It was actually a few weeks ago, and we met. I really, I'm just saying us. You know how I am? How did you get set up on this date? I met him through my friend Anna. We okay. were at a dinner. Good friends. That's 
good. My friend, yeah. We were at like a dinner at Soho House and she said... Did she date him before? No, but she's okay. like, I don't think you want to date him. <laughs> God, I have to be careful what I say. Fuck, I always think he's a... Why? Who cares? But he was really smart. Uh-huh. Very, very smart. I love smart. Very really smart. And he was like, let's go out. And so we, um, we went to dinner and we went to like a nice restaurant and like, the thing is... I've lived here for a few years, but uh-huh. I don't know my neighborhood very well, which is great. Like, restaurants. He's like, you don't know this? You don't know that? Let's go to dinner. So we went to dinner. What? No, go ahead. And it was, you're like, Ugh. No, it no, was no. fun. And we had a good time. And we talked. He's very smart. And I didn't really feel like there was... Um, Where'd you go to dinner? Is it called a Revolution? Okay. Revo- on La Brea? Yeah. Right? Not it's like bad. nice. No, yeah, really nice. Really, it, was, it was fun. It, yeah. was, it was... It's a good date Great spot. dinner. Yeah, we met there. Um which we'll talk about mm-hmm. while we talked about like, you know, everyone Ubers to your date now. So there's no uh-huh. like, the awkward kissing on, on the way home if you don't want to. <laughs> and um, it was, we got really intense. We talked about a lot of things like sex and date. He's a very interesting life. We talked about his relationships and the waitress was really, really friendly. She was coming over and she was like, hi, you know, can I help you? What do you guys want? And she like, let me taste all these wines. It was like a really fun night. And we, I liked him enough. But at the end of the night, the waitress comes over and she gives me our bill. And she's like, hey, are you Emily? And I said, yeah. She goes, oh, I just want you to know I listened to your podcast. And I really wow, like it. Wow, that's great. It was great. However, I'm like, shit, what the hell did I talk about? You know what I mean? Because I forget that the, this happens to me. Like my Uber driver the other day, I was in Uber for 30 minutes driving to Loveline because I did in my car. And they and can overhear you. the whole time I'm talking to my Ken, my VP, about everything going on in the office. I'm uh-huh. her assistant. <laughs> and I get off. He's like, hey. I love your show, and I'm, I'd am love to be your assistant. And then he keeps emailing me. So it's like, you got to be careful. Because I don't think about that. Yeah. But anyway, the waitress was interesting because she's like, I've been listening for years. And then afterwards, she pulls me. She goes, like, what do you think? Like, I didn't, she goes, I didn't think he was your type. It didn't seem like, you didn't seem, and she was like giving her. the waitress people, was shining The waitress. In. So now I'm like, who's, because I don't think that people like know me. They're paying attention or they're listening. Uh-huh. But anyway. People know. People know, but it was, um, I liked him enough and I think it's just good to get out and date and say yes, you know yeah. how I am. But I, and then he asked me out again and the fact that I didn't answer for a few days leads me to believe that. Well, what ha- really what happened at the end of the first date? Okay. I did kiss him. Of course. He drove me home. So I Ubered <laughs> yeah, there, but yeah. then he had his car because it was raining, really raining. And I kissed him because... In the car. In the car. Okay. And, um, and it was an awkward, it was kind of an awkward kiss. But like, I feel that that's a pass because typically... I don't think that you, the first kiss is always it, amazing. It can be awkward. Mm-hmm. People are nervous. No, but they're so, yeah, people are nervous. Um, and then he was like, we should definitely do this again. We should hang out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we, we, we will, you know. But I just kissed him because whatever. But I, I haven't thought about him at all. Was he looking for the invite in? Would you like to Maybe. come in? Maybe. There was oh. a pause where we were kissed. <laughs> and then he grabbed me back and he kissed me again. And I'm like, okay, bye. Because I love He's kissing. like, come on, it's sex to Emily. How am I not getting well, invited dude, that's in? So that's obvious. such a weird issue uh, well it is he knows i must have failed but so this is hard what i'm thinking is that in his mind he's thinking i'm gonna try because yeah. if this is what happens with sex with emily like yeah. it says it on your business card like yeah I, i'm kissing the car is almost like striking out mm-hmm. right and <laughs> yeah. so it's just so obvious if everyone comes to my house right yeah so i said no i he didn't even offer but i could see yeah. that he would easily be like yeah let's go in your house so i said um yeah good night let's talk after let's talk soon and then he texted me and then i forgot so that means i'm going to him yeah you can't that happens. You guys forget. Or even when we say, say you had to drive home or you took your own Uber home, text me when you get home, which is a really sweet gesture from the guy. Two thirds of the time when the girl gets home, she takes off her makeup and she forgets. And the guy's left. And then he might text, just making sure you got home. And half the girl's like, stalker, I just left you. No, you know? yeah, <laughs> Puts no, the guy in a weird spot. I do spot. always yeah. forget. Even my girlfriends <laughs> are like, text me when you get home. I'm like, oh, girls that, forget. That, the second that you just went out my ear, the second you said that, I don't remember. I know. But he didn't. And then he said, Let's, I'll hit you up next week. And then he did. And I just forgot until this moment. Oh. Yeah. So that's fine. And, wow. Um, it sounds very riveting, your dating life so right boring. now. So boring. I know. Yeah, Dude, what I the hell? What, well, what? I was waiting for something juicy. Like, oh, I just went to some random orgy or something like that. I was trying to think. What's I am going, going on? to an It's orgy. so tame. No, 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 no. I am going. No. Okay. Ah, fuck. I'm sorry. That was. You're disappointing me. Dude, I've been busy. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think what else. You know. With your award a... season. Yeah. My award season. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But my freaking. Okay. We'll take that. <laughs> oh god this other guy just texted me that i also got fixed up with do you remember julia allison from our reality yeah show? yeah yeah oh god okay so right so <laughs> she's trying to fix me up with somebody uh-huh. and he keeps texting me and i talked to him once uh-huh. and she said um 
he's really nice, he's great. I talked to him and I was like, mm. and then I haven't texted him back and she texted me and she goes, don't ghost on him. She goes, I can't believe you're ghosting. He's a really great guy. I'm like, and then my friend, and I was like, you don't Julia want Julia only knows guys from Burning Man. She's like, right. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, but she hangs out with some uh, suitors with large bank accounts. Yeah, I wouldn't, that's true. I, I wouldn't like. You know me. If I care about yeah, large she's bank full accounts, time, in the she's Bahamas, full time right? burner. But the other thing I have to say, we'll get back to that. We've got lots going on here. Is that we, okay, enough of my goddamn boring dating life, but uh, it's not that bad. I'm just starting up again because you know I broke up with someone. Yeah. Right? We yeah. talked about this. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good. Like, Plenty but you of room know what's in so the interesting pool. is that I'm not even like thinking, like, I don't even, like, that's why you're asking. I'm like, oh, yeah, a date. Like, I don't yeah. even care. But we need to talk about our event. Yes. Brian is here because we are doing an amazing event that we just pulled together that is going to be probably the most exciting night of my life or at least of march <laughs> yeah it seemed exciting <laughs> grammys were in february so we're yeah. going right, for march exactly and this is um the great what's it called i can't even we're calling it. it love love and sex live at the improv at the hollywood improv i just don't know where everything is here. <laughs> do you want me to explain the event yeah but i don't explain the internet or the event okay yes go and explain it well at great love debate we tour all over the country do uh live interactive shows with um about sex love dating relationships all that kind of stuff and and emily had great success with her 10th anniversary podcast show at the same venue so i'm like let's pool up i'm the love you're the sex put it together put a couple hundred people there some great I'm guests love and sex like too. you're both love and sex yeah. and i'm Sometimes. i'm both sex and love yes right. uh we got dr drew coming and we are going to collectively hash out interactive town hall style men versus women Sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything that could possibly come up. Exactly. It's, it's called be... Love and Sex Live. Yep. But there won't be live sex. People well, have been asking me that. There, I mean, there could be. There's alcohol. Because you know, right? right? Two drink minimum. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we've got a great panel, and we're just going to be walking around in the audience talking to, to everyone about, you know, what, what. It's like group therapy with cocktails, and it's fun, and it really, uh, it's a very open, honest, sharing environment, but it's also in a comedy club, so it gets really crazy. So we're going to be funny. We're also going to be very funny. And maybe naked. And it's March 10th, <laughs> 730 at the Hollywood Improv, and they can get tickets. At the Hollywood Improv. GreatLoveDebate.com. You can get them. Yeah. Hopefully Is it on our website, too? Be on, it's on sexwithemily.com. Yeah, all that stuff. So you guys should buy it. It's March 10th, and we want to see you there. And um, Menace might be there, too. Yeah. No? You never know. Might. It's not that late. Menace doesn't <laughs> do things with me. It's okay. Yeah, I do. We used to a lot. It's what? Fine. I'm over it. I've already like let it go. He's doing something with you right now. He's three feet away. Hello, from I'm I know. here. What's going on with you? Anything new? Um, just working nonstop, constantly on the Woody Show, um, the daily podcast. The Woody I'm going to do the Woody Show as my second show now too. Yeah, if yeah, you want I to. Yeah, we all jived. <laughs> I thought we had really good energy. Yeah, no, it was super fun having you there. Um, and then it's music festival season again. Always Coachella. So. I'm, th- I'm, I'm toying with Coachella. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be there, and I don't know, a bunch of festivals coming up. Do you do stagecoach? I don't do sca- uh, stagecoach, but I heard it's freaking awesome. Yeah, people love yeah. stagecoach. <laughs> I, I heard the women it. are beautiful. It's the country Coachella. I like yeah. country. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. And they have big time acts, and the women are really yeah, are beautiful. And everyone's yeah. down just to party and have a good time. Coachella's like. Uh, could be very snobby. Coachella's right? a little bit about the scene. Stagecoach yeah. is about the fun. Yeah. yeah. See, I went like two years I would love to check Coachella, it out. But I'm not, I just feel like every year I'm like, oh, I should go again. Yeah. Kind of like Burning Man. But I did go 10 years ago also to Burning Man. Oh. I'm done. Am I, are you done? It's bigger, better? I don't know. People not who better. People who go whose opinion I trust really do swear no, by it. My friends yeah. all still go. I mean, all yeah. of my San Francisco friends still mm-hmm. go. But, you know. Whatever it's, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I can barely like get out. I can barely like do a sleepover at yeah. someone's house, I like know. which is I, a problem. I need a shower. Is Paul on the phone? All right, I'm Paul's so excited. Here. Here's thing, Paul. He's an Emmy and Peabody award-winning comedian, and he's won multiple Emmys. The Daily uh, Daily Show with John Stewart, NBD, uh, currently works on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He's awesome, and he has a new podcast. Well, it's been around for a while, but he's, he's relaunching it again it's called two chairs and a microphone on the adam carolla network and well i can tell you when i was on his podcast that we talked a lot about sex um obviously but i think i made him a little uncomfortable oh really and I, this is podcast but he should have known podcast about his podcast he interviews i mean he had paul mccartney on his podcast i mean he's got so it's an interview podcast it's an interview podcast it's two chairs mm-hmm. and a microphone. Two I chairs guess and a so. microphone. Get it? And um, he just interviews a lot of like fascinating people just on his podcast that, about their life and about their lives like yep um he has uh, Stephen Colbert, Chris Chenoweth, uh, Adam Carolla, Judd Apatow, Sugar Ray Leonard, Jay Leno. Let's talk to Paul Mercurio. Hi, Paul. Thanks for calling in. 
Yeah, absolutely. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. I'm here with a Menace, my co-host, and Brian Howie from the Great Love Debate podcast, and we were just talking about you. Yeah, uh, when I when I I wasn't you wouldn't make me uncomfortable. I was just like, we, okay. I, I like I, I did the lube and everything else. I which was pretty cool. Like you really you really like educated me. You know. I know. I'm glad. No, I know. I don't think you were uncomfortable because you knew. I was thinking about how we met, Paul. That. We both went to a barbecue at Dr. Drew's house. It was uh-huh. like a Sunday afternoon, right. and, and you you were there before I got there, and he shows up, and I think you brought cookies and stuff, and then I showed up, and I brought like a bunch of sex toys. And I of never course. met Paul. I'm like, here you guys go. Here's your sex toys. They were we out of down. potato salad. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, but here's toys. And Paul's just, I'm like, look at this one. You can stick. It was like a Levi. I'm like, you'd stick this and that. And, and he, even knowing that about me, Paul still had me on this, on this podcast, which no, I was No, it was great. And then we were talking about a lot of conversation about um, anal which was good. I did. Uh, I... Typical barbecue yeah, fare. Like, yeah. I don't do it. Like, I, my wife's not really into it and then whatever. And then, you know, Emily's attractive, so it's kind of hard. You start talking to Emily about this stuff, and then, you know, and then you're like, oh, my God. And then you're like, I need to pour water on myself. Like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like you it know, was... somebody on Twitter actually said, like, we, 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 tweet, we were tweeting back and forth about the episode, and you, remember, you responded to a guy that said something like, is it, is it hard to, or difficult like to, to, to do that kind of conversation with somebody who's attractive? And I go, absolutely it is. And then you said something about, well, you can't be attractive and be a sex service. I'm like, no, it's great, but like, it's hard, you know? Really? I think it's easier when they're attractive. Well, to be you know, honest. But then I was like, when they're not, you're like, oh, I don't really don't want to be talking about sex stuff with you because I, you know. Right. I, I find you revolting, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, there was, you know, there is something to that because I live. Well, when I quit, I quit being a lawyer to be a comedian, and I moved to a rooming house just outside of New York City. And it was like this halfway house for like all these dysfunctional people. And one of them was a 300-pound phone sex operator who sold Herbalife diet products door to door. And I could hear all her calls. So the person on the other end, she would describe herself as like you know, 100 pounds, 105 pounds, and like you know, five eight blue eyes. And mm-hmm. I knew she was 300 pounds, so I know what the person looks like who's saying what she's saying. And it was like. I was like, I, I would literally have to walk around outside while she did her calls, so I didn't have to hear them. It was unbelievably like gross, but that's why, that's why I agree with you. Like, you know, the person looks like it's crazy hard, but with Emily, you know, she's a lovely woman. We're talking about all this stuff, and then she put that powder that I, I rub ball cream voice. on his hand. By Down in yeah. Comfort. Wait, you, said you said you were married, right? He's married. Okay. No, no, I didn't rub it on his balls. Well, why would I you rub, put ball cream I mean, on your hand? I have a product line called Down Under Comfort. But why put it on your hand? Well, just to show him the, the how it turns it from feels a cream amazing, to a powder. Though. It feels amazing. It's amazing. And I kept asking her, can't you put it on my balls? And she said no. And I'm like, all right, well, this that's, isn't a fun interview at all. I don't, that's surprising. Exactly. Paul, I don't even get it on my hand here. So I'm sorry. I didn't bring you some. I've I get my nothing. I'll rub it on Yeah, and she had... She did. We had. We're, we're sitting outside uh, Dr. Drew's uh, patio, and then all of a sudden, like we're talking about these, like uh, you, I don't know, finger vibrators for anal. Or whatever. I, I don't right. know. And I'm like, wow, this is my chocolate chip cookies really suck compared to this. No, those were good cookies. Yeah, yeah. Those were really good cookies you bought. But I did bring the Wee Vibe Honeymoon Kit, which is this toy that has an anal thing and mm-hmm. it's for clitoral stimulation oh. and G spot. Yeah, it was that like was a, a, Yeah, it was a two prong thing, and I'm like. Like, what the hell is this? It's like a seven-layer dip. Uh-huh. It's, like it's the Emily's equivalent of a seven-layer yeah, dip. Why would you be bringing this to a barbecue? <laughs> I know you don't cook, but geez, like well, go do- to Whole Foods or something. I know. Well, because I knew there'd be plenty of food. And they always got the food taken care of, and I wanted to show them new toys because I get really, really excited about it. Um, no, so- but guys, honestly, she pulls this thing out, right? It's this two-prong. It looks like it came out of Star Wars or something. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, maybe they could roll up my chocolate chips and put that in their ass. Like, I don't know. Like, there was no way... My gifts could compare it to that. Like, it was pretty... Uh, and then you can recharge it, right? Like, you stick it in a pump. Yeah, I think, yeah. like, Susan's like, I'll go charge it. Like your iPod. Exactly. No, it's yeah. very exciting yeah. now. But we talked about that because you hadn't used toys before, you said, really, with your wife. We don't use any toys. We don't use any toys. We don't use... We used a little move gel one time. A couple of times my wife didn't like it. I tried the anal with the wife one time. Didn't like it. Maybe, <laughs> like maybe it. I shouldn't have duct taped her, but uh, no. No, uh, okay. we, no, she not like, She doesn't like it, so we don't do it. That's so. okay. But you know, hey, there's some. We just, but we just talked about some of the options. I think during the podcast, which I loved being a we're guest on. We're like meat. We're kind of pretty meat and potatoes, kind of like uh, you know. I I do like to have like ESPN on or the TV on, and then I mute it for light in the room. 
don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, I mean, you could also use candles, let's just say. You know, little atmosphere for candles. Did I give you a massage yeah, candle as well? We, I gotta send you a package. Did I? I need to send you some more toys and a package. But okay, let's talk about your podcast: two chairs and a microphone. So who's coming? I know you had yeah. Paul McCartney on the show, which I keep trying to get yeah. a hold of him. You know, we're trying to get a date um, for him to be on my show, and it hasn't happened. I'm just wondering yeah. how the hell you pulled that off. Well, he told me that you called him, but that you were teased when it came to ball cream and that there's no way he would come on unless you put the ball cream on his balls. That's what he said to me. Really? I would have um, totally done that now, but tell me about that. So I, we, um, I was working on the Colbert Report, and um, what happened was he was there doing, like, a special show uh, to promote, like, a tour. He was doing a new uh, release, and... Uh, he had just done rehearsing and loading the audience in, and I'm walking through the hallway, and it's Paul McCartney standing all alone in the hallway, leaning against the wall like he's waiting for a bus, like just looking up at the ceiling, chewing gum, and he was all alone. Like, that's the thing that threw me more than anything else. Like, he didn't have a handler or anything with him. It was just him alone, right? So my whole world slows down. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Paul McCartney. And then do I say hi? Do I not say hi? And, you know, we've all been around, like, celebrities, and usually I just, like, leave them alone, whatever. You don't want to be that guy. But I'm like, jeez, it's Paul McCartney. i got to, like, you know, yeah. say hi. So I go over. I figure I just say hi, and I walk away. And I say, hi, I'm a big fan. He goes, what's your name? I go, Paul. He goes, oh, Paul, that's a good name. And, you know, he starts, what do you do? I'm a stand-up. Oh, what do you do? We travel. We start, start. Five, ten minutes go by. We're talking about touring and kids and this. And nobody's coming over to me. Like, I'm waiting for somebody to tase me. Right. Throw you in jail. That, right? Something. Yeah. yeah. And on the outside, like, I'm all smooth and hip. I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to Paul McCartney. But on the inside, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm talking to Paul McCartney. I was like one of those girls you see, like, in the old <laughs> films, right? Right. So then, and by the way, I was becoming, like, the creepy close talker guy. Oh, I God. Kept, like, leaning. Because he looks amazing. He's 73, <laughs> but he... He looks like he's sticky, and he's just leaning in and leaning in, and he kept, like, leaning back. And I'm like, you know what? i got to leave this guy alone. So I leave. And I go into the men's room, and I'm, like, hyperventilating. <laughs> and, then I, and I literally, I call my wife. I'm like, you're not going to believe. And she thought I was, you know, she thought I was beating off in the men's room. She goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I just talked to Paul McCartney. So then I'm delusional, and I say, he should do my podcast. That's what I say to no, myself. No, you're right? good. Right. Sure. So I go, and I knock on his door, in the dressing room door, and I say, hey, um, I know this is crazy, but would you do my podcast? And he goes, yeah, sure. Just like that. Like, just like that. Did you do it right there? No. Oh, in the bathroom? No, what happened was, it almost didn't happen because he threw me. Like, I didn't have any plan. I didn't know what I was going to do. Right? Like, you know, it's like when you want to ask a hot girl or guy out in high school, and you're like, I'll ask her out. She's way above my pay grade. I'll get it out of my system, and I'll know I asked, and she'll say no. Instead, she says yes, and you don't have a plan. Yeah. That was me. He goes, how do we do it? And I literally am like, ah. Uh, I'll come to London. And he's like, why would you come to London? We're in New York together. And then he goes, is it easy to do? And I actually said to the most influential musician in the last century, I go, yeah, it's really easy. I don't want to be a bother. Um, you could do it on your phone, make it from your toilet. I'm like, what am I saying? <laughs> You're a comedian, so, though. So we got it. He still I'm said yes. super flustered. Like, you know, I'm you flustered, flustered even right? hearing this. Yeah. So um, I end up uh, saying, look, I'm going to leave you alone. I'll go talk to your assistant and we'll get it set up and she, she's like he goes uh, he goes no 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 he goes he goes um they'll muck it up he goes uh, you and i'll do it i go what do you mean he goes they'll, they'll screw it up just let's exchange numbers i love this so now, what? now i'm handing my phone number to paul mccartney and it was the most surreal like so i leave i think i got the nicest book on the face of the planet we do the show and we take the daily show, which I was also working on at the time, like two blocks from that show. So I had to leave the Colbert show to go to the daily show. I'm getting my backpack together stuff because I'm running late. I got the, I, the phone rings. I don't recognize the number. It rings the voicemail. And I'm going to play this message for you right now. Oh, Here it okay. is. Hi, Paul. It's Paul McCartney here. Um, I'm going to ring you back in five minutes to do the podcast thing. I've got some time now. Otherwise, I'm going to run out of time. So if you're there in five minutes' time, you got me. Okay, bye. Okay, that okay. was Paul McCartney leaving me a voice message. Okay, I love it, I love it. It's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. so, so now I hear that, and I realize I just screamed the call from Paul McCartney, and I'm never going to get him back, and I start oh. screaming in the street where I got the call. I retrieved the message on the street. And I'm like, ah, God, no, and I'm screaming. And then I called him back. And they said, hold on a second, he's in the bathroom. And then I had to picture him in the bathroom. 
and then he did it. He got wow. on the phone and we did the interview. That's amazing. And they can. Yeah. That's the thing. The very, very top, top stars, they can make their own decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. when you get into that next level where even if they say yes, you, their management, their publicists, everything get involved yeah. and it usually yeah. doesn't happen. Paul McCartney can do whatever yeah, he exactly. wants. Yeah, exactly. I love that. So yeah. that so it ended up being great. And people can find all your podcasts. What's the best place for people to? Well, I'm on the Adam, I'm on the Adam Carolla Network, so you can go there or it's even easier. Just go to my website, paulmercurio.com, and you okay. Yeah, then we'll have all this on my website too. Yeah, people mess uh, up the name. Yeah, exactly. And it's a really cool conversation, just about you know, like I I didn't talk to him. I didn't want to talk to him about. I didn't talk to him like I was a fan. I just talked to him about a guy about music because I really like. You're asking really what my. It was a good question. Like, what's my podcast about? I think I like to ask people about their process and like how they do what they do and why they do what they do. And I'm just I have a lot of so. I have intentionally have like a wide array of guests. Like it's not just all comedians. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson, Emily. Like we really cover the gamut. So, and I asked them. I said, like, you know, when you're a performer, you kind of know what your fans like. I said, where did you get the guts to keep changing your sound so dramatically from like one album to the next and not worry about losing your fans? And he goes, well, you know, I know we never thought of that, but because we just did what we were passionate about, and we hope people would come along. Like. So it was a real conversation just about making music. It wasn't about all the all the, the titillating stuff about do you hate Yoko and all this other stuff. <laughs> exactly. So, no, I find that much more yeah. interesting when you're interviewing amazing artists just to hear, like, I love hearing about the process. The one question I wanted to ask him that I didn't have the balls to was like, hey, you're a Beatle. Why would you marry a woman with one leg? That's all I'm saying. I just was curious about that. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a secondary. Like, exactly. Maybe he he'll get a secondary thinks on a deeper level than yeah. the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure uh, yeah. all you need is love I'm sure you did a great yeah. one and lots of great yeah. people on your podcast we already read the list of all the people on your podcast but they can check it out two chairs and a microphone and you gotta mm-hmm. be on my podcast has this not happened yet next time you're in town yes I'm, uh, I'm looking at possibly coming in in the next few weeks so I'll let you okay, know okay you better and, hit me up uh, Paul I'm excited. I will. And It'll I, be and fun. I get the ball cream ready. Okay, I'm no, I got, dude, I got the ball cream. This time we're really <laughs> going to apply the ball cream. But um, congrats on and everything and the new The Late Thank Show you. with Stephen Colbert and all your success. And I will see you soon. Yeah, thanks. Okay, Thank thanks, you, Paul. Yeah. Have a great day. Bye. All right. Take care. Take care, guys. Thank Bye. you. Cool. Cool. He's a good guy. We had a fun on his podcast. I think I did embarrass him, though. Because I was oh, like, sure you, you and did. your wife use these toys. And he's like, like try this one. Whatever. I know. I can't, I can't oh, just meeting up. somebody for the first time that has a bunch of toys. So like, wouldn't you? I didn't yeah, know he was yeah, there. They weren't like come to a barbecue. I, it was like just I'm like, do, do you invite toys. Emily to the Christmas party? Yeah, I no. Well, I didn't know it was a thing. I just thought it was his family. <laughs> Everyone in Drew's family knows uh, that I like bring toys. It's fine. Okay, so imagine we were, meeting somebody's family too. You're like, oh, this is Emily. Well, you've already heard my stories yeah, about meeting stories. the family when they Google me. Like, it's the worst. Like, oh, my dad Googled you and um, it's anal sex. Yeah, now yeah. my dad is a huge fan and he listens to the podcast. I know. But you're you're fine. You're like, if your mother's fine, everybody's mother's yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. That's my mom, my mom's cool. She's just like, glad I can pay my rent. Exactly. So that's all she cares about. Okay. Um, but first, before we get back into all the dating stuff, I need to talk to you about the rave. Not like a rave party. Yeah, but yeah. this thing is such like a party in your pants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I love Wee Vibes, famous couples toys, and their super-powered Bullet Vibes, which is, which is like the one I gave to Drew, I was telling you, which is why I'm so excited to introduce the incredible Rave. First glance, the Rave appears to be a simple sculptural vibrator, but when you look closer, you'll see an array of facets and asymmetrical curves that make it so special. The Rave was designed with one primary goal, to help women locate and stimulate their G-spot. Once inserted, a gentle twist in either direction will glide the Rave's varied angles and faces over your most sensitive areas, and it allows you this precise control and pinpoint stimulation. Pretty soon, you'll find your G-spot and know exactly how to make it happen. It's hard for some people to find their G-spot. We've talked about this, man. Yeah, We're going to do an app, app called the G-Spot Locator. That's but good. we don't need to anymore because this will find your G-Spot. All right, good. Uh, it it's, um, has all these vibration patterns. It's rechargeable, 100% body-safe materials, and you can use their WeVibe Connect app. So if you're in a relationship with someone, they can vibe you. If you're not even in the same room, if you're in a different country, doesn't matter. It's huh. the coolest. We've all found our G-Spots in the office like time and time again because we have such mm-hmm. a good time with it so oh and we have a video about it you can check it out at our YouTube channel um, it's the rave so go to sexthatemily.com click on the rave by Levi banner and uh, use code Emily for a special very special discount alright so Brian 
Great love debate. If you haven't, our podcast was very fun a few weeks ago. We did it, right? Yeah. A month ago? Oh my God. Just our great love debate podcast. We have gotten more people listening to our show because they heard me on your show. So we've had all these Sex with Emily fans listening to us and emailing us and that. tweeting us. Yeah, it was great. That's exciting because yeah. we had a really good time. So You're kind of popular, Emily, on the yes. internet. Popular on the, inter- and on the yeah, other web. And outside your photos. And, and, and in restaurant staff. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. weird because here's the other thing. Why I was bringing that up is that like, I'm like, oh, this happens. Because it, it happens sometimes. But the real thing I'm realizing lately is with my voice, too. I could just be talking. and They, they recognize your voice. Yeah, so it's like you can't, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to be quiet. Because I also talk really, really loud, um, as you know. It travels Madison came down the office the other day and you could the entire building was reverberating from my phone call okay uh, Brian so you if they don't know so great love debate you've been done 100 plus shows 126 shows in 78 cities live yeah. and we yeah that's amazing and we covered a lot of this on the last show and we talked about the Empire event so today I thought that we would just talk about um, some of the things we had a very interesting lunch together where we talked kind of about the show but I learned more about you know, all the stuff, like the common threads that you found about people dating and how it's so different in different parts of the country. Uh, well, like, it's yeah, different in parts of the country. And people and, don't get into like a one People thing, are a lot a nicer in the Midwest. They it's are, easier to talk Midwest to. Chicks. They are more hopeful and whatever. And, yeah. and one of the things that, that came up at our, our show in New York, we had a live show in New York a couple weeks ago, was that a lot of the women were complaining that when they go on dates, the men just want to talk about themselves. And so I made the point that when a... When a man is nervous, he talks more. And when a woman is nervous, she talks less. And that leads to a screwed up balance on first dates where the man is, if he's talking a lot, he's he's probably really, right. it's flattering it's in a way. It's almost that he's nervous to be around you. And sometimes the women interpret that like he just wanted to talk about himself all night. And really, you know, your job sort of to overcome that is say something, ask something, do something. He he wants to hear from you. He's just in his own head and babbling. Right. No, I know. I, I know yeah. that. I it's give men the pass. life. I you know, nothing can ever just go together. Like uh, when I they know. said the percentages men love uh, morning sex way more than evening right. sex and women love evening sex way more than morning sex. Dude, that's just the tip what of the iceberg. The, well, because yeah, morning sex F, to man. him, it feels more like a release and yeah. her at the end of yeah. the day, it's, you know, more romantic. Right. No, it's all, it's, all, it's all really confusing. It's, I mean, it's all, you know, yeah, we don't match easily. At all. What the hell? I know. That's how we just need really good friends. <laughs> yeah. As well, and we need a, a tribe. We need a whole like community. Of people. Well, even on your date, he probably interprets that it went well. Because mm-hmm. I kissed him. Because you kissed him. That's a pretty good sign. If you kiss us, we think at least you think we're not gross. Right. And he kissed you twice. Okay. Yeah. And so then, I think he was waiting for the when he side. texts you, and you kind of ghosted him for a couple days. That's where you know the man is. The man is looking for any little sign of validation. Early on in the relationship. I, I, it was like a day and a half, two days. And I said, hey, yeah, that'd be fun. And I would go out with him. I see, the thing is, I truly like dating. Like, I enjoy the process of, like, I think he's really interesting. Like, I look at it like he's someone he, I could be friends with. And he's super mm-hmm. smart. Like, I can't, I mean, I, everything about him I thought was interesting. Culturally, like, what we talked about, the whole thing. You weren't attracted Frankly, to him. I tried. I tried sometimes. <laughs> I really did. I really did. What does try mean? Really more, wine. more wine? Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was really good wine. Um, but yeah, I was attracted, but you know, but not enough. But 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 the truth is, yeah, I did. But then I did text him back, and then I'll just sort of probably let it fade. But I would have dinner with like he was. There's a fun part. Like I'd go to a dinner party with some of his friends. He's like, we do these dinner parties once a month. Like I think. I don't look at it as like it was a way. I mean, it could be a new friend, like as a waste of time or you anything. N- you know, that's the thing. You never know who who that person knows, and you never know who they're one degree with. So everybody has value, unless there's somebody who's really painful for you to be around, or it's something that you really didn't get along. Keeping them sort of in right. your life on on a friendship basis has huge value. Right, and Menace, as Menace likes to often point out, that I am friends with all of my exes. Oh, like BFF. They go on vacations together with their new. Yeah, they girlfriends and wives. Yeah. Right. All, all good. Do they do they still hit on you? No. <laughs> Lies. I, do you cuddle? <laughs> totally. No. Do they no. rub your feet? Like where? Which one? Where's the, what's, make what are the rules? Just, no, yeah. no. Now up. we didn't know. Not when I. Well, we no. We don't hook up. Yeah. No. That was the least it. sure no I've ever heard. Yeah, I know. I don't close the door on it forever, but no. Don't believe anything. I'm on a trip with them and. 
I was with my boyfriend uh, at the time, and they were their new girlfriend. We weren't like, yeah, but that's one of like many times you hang. I feel weird being at a wedding where I've had sex with the bride. I never go to any of those. (laughs) Right, I'm like, because you're like, my uh, penis was inside the bride. Yeah, I feel uncomfortable, and and I shouldn't because she invited me and must be good. And part of me is too much of a. Jerk, like, still, like, I had her first. Right, been, exactly. No, I get it. I've been it. invited to baby showers, and I'm all like, no, not going to that either. Really? Hell Why? no. Just because I think it's like, even though I, I won't, I mean, I don't know any of the guys, I still think it's like disrespectful. If I was in that situation, I wouldn't want any other. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want yeah. my bride to be his ex boyfriend there. At all, but if I'm I Emily married, would just I know. Like, if I ever got married, then oh that was my, my rule: there'd be the nobody in my wedding. There'd be no men in my wedding because I've slept with all my guy friends. Yeah, so me that. and you, who who've, both of us have yet to marry, both of us like even putting any sort of parameters on our wedding yeah. sounds preposterous. Did, did we t- exactly. Did we, right. My mom's always like, just wheel me down the aisle when you get married. But but here's a question for you on your dates: when you go out, so because I've been thinking about this a lot lately too, because we are, you know, in our forties, never been married. And so I don't like my first dates typically go like this. I don't know if we talk about this in your show, but this is exactly how it goes down. And I'm curious. They're like, so, um, have you ever been married? I say, no. Um, okay. Have you, have you ever lived with anyone? No. Uh, what's your longest relationship? Oh, you know, about two and a half years, three years. Okay. (laughs) Um, did you, um, have you ever, been close to getting married I'm like no well because they know I don't want to get married right. you know that it comes out and they're like okay and like literally it's that rapid fire every single date that's mm-hmm. how the first like five minutes goes yeah. and I'm like okay like make your decision and I think they have every right to ask that me too and my answers aren't necessarily better have you ever been married no have you ever lived with some yeah few times have you ever long-term relationships yeah lots that's worse that means you're almost because I've had a four year, five year, six year right. relationships, and they're like, so you were willing to, you know, put most of your chips in, but not all your chips right. in. You sort of, and I, you know, I used to make the joke, and it wasn't really the joke that the that the resume I handed in was for boyfriend, right? And that was a different skill set, and that is the job that I wanted, and I really liked dating, and and to go to that scary, vulnerable we're going to buy a house and have kids together thing. I didn't it's feel confident that this was the one I wanted to do it once and do it right. So if right. that took me to do it in my forties or maybe it'll take in my fifties or whatever, so be it. Right. And do you think that there is though, because I remember always hearing about like in my thirties, like, Oh, we'd be wherever guy who's like in his forties and never a mirror. But like, I'm that girl now too. Like, is it worse to be a woman? What do you think the society like is the judgment uh, around men and women? A woman. Totally. It's worse. Like what's yeah. wrong with her? Yeah. Like, totally. Well, she's not. I, I, I don't think about what people think. I would judge it. I, I would not, not judge it, but I would think that you would have to own your answer. You can't just be like, I was busy with other things or No, or I say by choice. Like, why are you married? I'm like, by choice. But by choice is not good enough for most okay, people. Okay, well, I will expand upon that. I'll say it really wasn't, it wasn't a, a goal of mine. I had, I've had a lot of things that I've been focusing on in my life and marriage and family was never. Right. So if you them. say I wasn't really that interested in having kids, so I didn't really see the point until I yeah. thought I was ready. That's a reasonable answer. Thank and you. that a lot of that is, is my answer too. I my parents didn't seem to enjoy having kids that much. Right. So, no one does. No. So, okay. You're all really so, happy. I know. So, it's the best thing ever. You know, that's sort of in the 30s, there's this mad rush to, it's almost, you know, sometimes women treat it like a game of musical chairs and I better grab a seat. Right. Where the music stops. And then the women in their 40s, sort of that pressure is off. It's a different type of dating because you're, you know, you're, you're A, dating then for reasons to look for love, but a little bit the women get in their 40s and she's really comfortable in her own ways. Well, that's the other thing, the older you get. My mom always said this, like you get, the older you get, like the more set in the ways, more set in your ways, the more you be, you become. So whatever your issues are, whoever you are, you become more of that. Well, we do, and we talked about that, like what I think the biggest challenge of dating in Los Angeles is the quality of life because of the weather is so nice why do I want to get involved in something icky like dating? And it takes a lot of people out of the pool because they're like, I have my dog and my wine and my yoga class and my friends and whatever. And the prospect of bringing an uncomfortable dating situation into that is an issue for Los Angeles. In Cleveland, you want a distraction from the cold. Right. You want someone to sit inside cover with. So you think that people aren't really, I mean, that's, I hadn't heard that before. Madison, what do you think about that? That people here aren't as focused on dating because like life is pretty good. It's warm. We've got our friends. We're hanging out. No, it's, it's something that I, I brought up on the show before any, uh, female friends of mine that live here, they said that the guy, at least the guys that they're dating 
are never focused on the relationship because they're never doing what they want to do. Like, so they're the guy that, let's say, stereotypical actor or something like that. So he's working a day job, but all his free time is being taken up because he wants to be the actor. You know? Right, but that's like in your well. well I mean, we've been yeah. to, we've been to seventy eight cities in North America, and the ones that have weather issues, the mm-hmm. Midwest, Canada, the Northeast, dating is a much higher thing to do on the list of priorities. And here, it's a little too. I'm just going to go about my day, and it's not. It's mm-hmm. nice, yeah. no weather, and it's and even in the South, it's a little bit. We go to Austin, we go to Phoenix, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a little bit more like hanging out for fun and guys and girls are together. But the actual like let's go out to dinner and go on dates is less frequent in places that have temperate climates. Yeah, but even if San Francisco is freezing and people are still like casually not really dating, not asking people to date. Yeah, but I also it doesn't, doesn't it but seem so- like every I, – I, I, my friends in other states, their free time is all hanging out in a group in yeah. just mingling with each other or whatever. And then here it's like everyone's so busy. Like my best friend from high school, I've mentioned this before, lives like 45 minutes away and I've seen him one time since I've been here. I know. You know? I know it's hard. I like well, that. Yeah. It is. It's a traffic thing. But the, the other thing that's become an issue everywhere is that a date meant, it used to mean I pick you up right. and I take you out. Because the women do not want any part of getting picked up now, it's we're going to meet out two cars, two Ubers or whatever. It leads to this hangout kind of culture. And, you know, the women don't like that. They're like, all the guys just want to hang out. Well, to defend the guys a little bit, you've taken away the pickup, drive me home specialness of the first couple encounters. So it is sort of meet up, hangout. Where, where are you going after this? Yeah, you don't get that intimacy <laughs> when the door closes and you're in their car for the first time. You really don't. Yeah, you're like driver, meeting in a car. Or, or, or coming to my house and knocking on the door. The opportunity for him to show up with flowers and candy and champagne like you used to have to do is gone. It is gone. You you're right. It's a lot less pressure, though, too, for the guy, right? It's a I mean, little less pressure, but, it's but taking it, away some intimacy. at least there was a bar he could meet. You know, at least there was mm-hmm. something like, I know I need to do this right. versus, oh, is that her? Hey. Right. Yeah. No, are you so and so? Yeah, that's, that's you know. True. So, so the definition of what a date is has changed. That's true. Right. I kind of like it though. I like having my freedom because I don't want that pressure that he has to drive me home. Yeah. Although this happened their night, and I did kiss him, but that was fine. Yeah, the worst. The wor- you know, it's I'm a from medium story. I'm uh, I'm from New York originally. The worst thing you can hear on a date in New York is the girl to say two stops, please. To uh, the yeah. Like, damn. You're like, <laughs> you're damn. Like, what's uh, gonna be one? Uh, okay. Well, wait, wait. I want to ask him. So after visiting all these cities, yeah. which one do you think? has been the coolest um just the like easiest to talk to when it comes to people charlotte north carolina and, and it's uh, funny you say that why because i i know some people from from there and they're super easy to talk to people move there every day they yeah they're from all over the place it's vibrant the community is great put it this way uh-huh. they, they have a bar crawl uh, there that a couple uh-huh. friends of mine run on St. Patrick's Day. 21,000 people will do a bar crawl oh in God, Charlotte so for St. Patrick's Day. It is a fun environment city. People move in there every day. It's, it's in the mm. south without being too southern. It's, it's great. Charlotte, yeah. North Carolina is booming. I'm actually going to go there next February. Long time from now. You already because know? Because they have the all-star <laughs> basketball game. Yeah. Oh. So I booked to go there. Good for you. You're such a good So I'm going to ch- check it out for okay. the first time. I've never been. Um, I have a question for you. So we talked about this too. A lot of women and men pl- complain that, that it's easy to get the first date, but so hard to get the second. So what do you think goes wrong on these first dates? I think on the first dates, the lack of communication on both parts. A lot of times I, I ask, you know, the, the usually if a guy is going out with a girl once, almost without exception, he wants to go out with her again. She could be crazy bitchy, terrible person on the first date, he still probably wants to see her again. She is looking for a lot of reasons not to go out again. She's the one who's like, how do I get out of this after 10 minutes? I always say, you know, the women look for red flags, the men look for green lights. Even if it goes well, a lot of times I hear the woman say, I don't understand. I laughed. I touched his arm. I said, thank you. And he didn't call me. And I said, did you say thank you? I would like to do it again. And they're like, no, he could tell. He can't tell. But you think that he didn't. So really, like, he did not call because... He th- he didn't get any feedback. In the, first yeah. co- in the first date, he asks you out. He compliments you. He pays for you. He's doing a lot. And at the most, maybe he's getting back, thank you. Well, if you had a bad time, you would say thank you as well. So that's not enough. I always enough. say thank you. Right. Good or bad. Okay. So he yeah. needs to hear from you. 
That's a lot of times why, why he makes a move. I would love to do it again. That's why well, what some, if he doesn't want to do it again. I would never leave. He it almost to wants. To, yeah. I disagree, though. You're telling me He's the a only guy, reason he wants guy, to do it again. The only reason a guy <laughs> doesn't ask you on a second date is because he wasn't sure if you want to. What if I really no, not, that's him? not the only what reason. What if I was on my that phone? Is what if most, I was eight, right, no there problem. There could be a million reasons. Fine, yeah. I ordered a lobster. Or I talked on my phone the whole time. There could be a million reasons. Right. If you did that, if you talked on your phone the whole time, that's just sending him signals that I don't like you. You know, your disinterest and you all that, it's its feedback. What if I was just really annoying? Really Which annoying? I really really annoying. Anno- but- I, can't, I can't imagine that, but really annoying, really pretty will cancel out really annoying and really... Really could, pretty cancels out everything if, for a while. If, if you would say, though, oh my God, this was so much fun, I can't wait to do it again, he will almost always go out with you again. Only if he, only for the reason that he might want a little return on his investment. He just bought you that lobster, right. and you know he's How not. How come when sec- he says it, you believe him, but when I say it, you think I'm full of shit? <laughs> what did when you what say? The what f? What you always? No, think I that- say the same thing. What like, have you said? You haven't said that way. I I know that's what I'm saying. He says it in a more articulate way no, than I do. No. What do you say that every man's going to say yes again? Of course. I just don't. Well, even what, even unless what, you are like women, freaking out of your mind. Women misinterpret even his <laughs> desire to have sex early on. They think that. No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> he does want to, but it's not necessarily a primal thing. A lot of times it's if she had sex with me, she must not think I'm gross. She must like me or whatever. Okay. So what, if the woman uh, says, and I think I said this the other day, if you say to the guy, listen, it's going to take me a while to get comfortable, but when I do... I'll blow your mind. Right. He will forget about it's going to take a while and he'll hear Mm -hmm. blow your mind and he will wait months and months and months and he's very comfortable with that because he knows it's a possibility down the end of the road. What they don't want to hear is I don't really have sex very quickly or or they don't want to hear like, you know, I'm not going to sleep with you. Do you know how many times I've heard that and then that night? Yeah, that happens. They don't actually do that. But if you're like, I'm not going to sleep with you, you're really just telling him this isn't a possibility. You have right. to dangle so, a possibility, right. I not, want to feel really comfortable with not a reward. And I want another lobster. It's not about the possibility that I need to feel comfortable. It's the possibility that when I feel comfortable, it's going to be very sexual. Right. <laughs> and, and it's going to rock And they the can world. imagine that in their heads and then they will table that. Okay. And uh, one more thing. Yes, there's many what things. have I been saying for years? Women just need to be slightly more aggressive. Not, aggressive how? Not where they come on too strong. Just, just because again, guys can't even read if you like them or not. You know, I think guys, you have see, to give them more signs. And you think you think you think you're giving like, them signs. Do you compliment a man verbally? Yeah, I do. Our next topic was compliment. So menace for years. <laughs> we've been talking about this, and and it's a it's a debate, and I. Like, I love compliments. I love receiving them. I love giving them. I'm a natural giver mm-hmm. of compliments, too. Like, I, if I, I don't mm-hmm. ever stop and think, well, should I not give them a compliment? I'm like, oh, you look great, yeah. For men and for women. Has she complimented you today, Menace? I haven't gotten um, I I don't know. I don't really <laughs> pay attention. The day's young. Before the show. I'm I mean, sure. We didn't have time, but well, I would. I'm sure she did, though. <laughs> I, I mean, she, she is very good about that, and yeah. she does compliment people a right. lot. Right, exactly. And um, and so I always give, you know, I just do. I'm like, and also I, I like, I require them, and it, you know, in a relationship, it feels very affirming. If it got, you know, we put a lot of effort into things. Like, just tell me I look pretty or nice mm-hmm. or you don't want to hear it. And I used to joke, I'm like, 10 times a day. 10 things a mess. Like, 10 compliments a day. And I, was I think just, like, 10 is point. being light. I it's think excessive. she was saying about like 20 No, or but even like just that. one or two. And man, like, no. You know, because then she's going to know that you really like her and she's really hot. She already knows she's hot. And I don't need to compliment her. That was your whole thing. Well, Correct? A lot, yeah, a lot of it was like, a 10 is pretty excessive. And then you also you just become you gotta you need to vary your compliments. Right. If you say this, say God, you're so hot ten times. That's gonna be a bit. No. But you could pick. You could talk about her outfit, which shows her style, which shows her personality. You could say, Oh my God, the way you reflect your eyes and that background looks really good. Exactly. I love what you did with your hair today. You need to be creative with your compliments and notice things. You know, you know the difference between creepy and a compliment is who's giving it, but. The creativity can overcome a lot of the creepy. And yeah. if you are creative and you are interesting and it is the first time she has ever heard something said that particular way, it's going to be memorable and it's going to make an impression on right. her. Yeah. And we're, uh, let's say you're in a relationship. I would say maybe that could happen once a week or something like that. No. At no. most. You but tell 10 times her, a day. You tell her at her, at her you know, the, the most beautiful time for any woman is usually when she's caught off guard and kind of that sleepy half light at 8 a.m. Uh-huh. You know, that's the way we Tell see her, her yeah. because it's a three dimensional image of her. It's more than a, a picture, more than a selfie. If you, 
tell her she looks pretty at a time when when she probably isn't expecting it or maybe she doesn't think she looks so good yeah like in the morning when i know i don't look very good maybe (laughs) when she's all dolled up she knows she looks good she probably told herself she looked good before she came out of the bathroom but if she's sitting there just like cooking bacon and a Mm -hmm. robe and doesn't be like you look great because she probably does look great you know, uh, but but that that doesn't answer the question. The question was, so you're are you just saying okay, th- there's no, uh, no number on it per no, day per week to, no, or just when you think I, about I don't think it's just say if it's don't... like if that happens what you just talked about in the kitchen or whatever happens two months from now that's when I do it or. Because Emily's like putting down a number I was each trying to day force the amount. The, no, I'm not okay. saying three on Tuesday. But no, but you want it every day, right? It's kind of nice every day. Hey, you look nice. You look sweet. Okay. You look hot. I love yeah. your pants. What do you think? Well, it should be at least once a day, but every compliment should be different. It's, it's like a snowflake. Right. It should be like come up with a different yeah. way to say it. And you'd be surprised at how you will notice things about her when yeah. you're sort it's of. It's like a project. Yeah, it is. Like I'm going to tell her in a new way how beautiful I think yes, she is. Yes, exactly. And it's not because my ego like needs it so bad. It's not even about that. I mean, it's, a, I mean, it's part of it. Don't <laughs> yeah. get me wrong. Come Don't on. get me wrong. Um, but it is just about like you know words, words of affirmation, uh, like right. just being she, sweet. And, like, she knows she's hot, what, but she doesn't know that you're noticing her right. or things about her or things. And that's because this guy I was dating recently, even too, I said to him, I was like, "What? Like, is it? I know that you think I'm attractive, but like, if you just here's the thing, even if you just see me, and and maybe you you know you think it, maybe you should just say it out loud rather than thinking like, oh, I don't want to tell her because I don't know why you don't tell me. Like, this was our, my conversation with him, but we were talking about. Anyway, and he still didn't, and we're not dating, but that's not why. So, um, sure. but, but Brian, you were also talking about, no, a million other things, but Brian, you were talking about men getting needing and requiring compliments as well, and I always give compliments to men, like, all the time, and I feel like most of them, the way men react to compliments is like, oh, no, no, I feel like they don't even hear it. Like, they it's, don't need it's it. It's pretty it. rare. I don't know if I've heard to my face 100 times in my life that I was good looking, or that somebody You're said so I looked good. good look. I think you're really handsome. Well, then it's 98. We're getting close to 100. Yeah, Thank you. Almost but, there. But, but it's so we don't hear that from women. We might hear, and these are these have equal value. You look great. I love the way that shirt looks on you. You look good. Or like little things that are positive affirmation. You know, if he shows up on a date wearing a Ben Roethlisberger jersey, if you just said, rather than, oh, my God, I can't believe you showed up, that you're like, you know, it would look great. I bet you look fantastic in a suit. And he will remember. Right. And he will remember. Okay, I know what she likes. So rather than smack him down about uh, you know what he did wrong, tell him what he needs to do right, right, and he will step up. Right, it's valuable. Okay, let's get into some emails real quick. All right. Okay. What were you gonna say? No, no, no. Um, I, again, I think that just goes back to for women needing to be more vocal about um, what they need. Yeah. What about what your girlfriend? Does she ever? You feel like she's just chill. Do you ever tell her things like she's... What? Did I ever tell her anything? Like, like the, what you love about her and what you appreciate about her. He's had a girlfriend for like 18 years. I've never met her. <laughs> How's she's that met possible? met her multiple times. Oh, that's not but true. He never tells me it's her and then it's a long story. <laughs> I don't want to get into this. No, well, the first story. time... It just got weird oh, because the, the, the day it's that... the worst story. No, no, no. Okay, uh, tell the story. <laughs> so I was going to have her uh, meet her. So I had her at the radio station with me. And uh, <laughs> Emily walks in and goes to her and says, hey, can you go grab me a water? Thinking no. that she was an intern she was at the intern. radio station. Wasn't she? She wasn't. Okay. But that <laughs> and then I was like, uh, that's kind of weird. But she's nice. So she went and got her water anyways. And then we just got into the show. So I was just like, all right, well, okay, forget we were having, it. It was in San Francisco. We were at CBS Radio. And we were having like... It's a real housewives of that's some... That's the honest God truth. That's exactly what happened. It doesn't and then, matter. So it just got kind of weird after that. Like having a guest. And I would never... You know And me. she I'm didn't get upset diva. by that or anything. No, but, but I just felt behind awkward. you. You weren't... She did work for you at the time. Let's just be honest. And we had candy she from the, the real company, housewives yeah. there. And, and she wanted water. And I was like, do you think you can get us waters? Because I knew... I thought she worked there. And it wasn't just for me, like, get me a water. And then, by the way, <laughs> can you get me a... You know, a Whatever. And Menace tells me like a week that that was my girlfriend. I'm like, dude, I didn't know we needed water. We were thirsty. Okay, so let's get into emails. Um, well, you're the one that brought it up, so I just told the story. It's a bad story. Does she want to meet Emily? Uh, I, I don't think she really cares. <laughs> yeah. She cares. That I would care. Em- oh, no, but she's Emily. met Emily before, and then we were but like formally. Like, uh, oh, you know, hey, I don't think you guys have Emily, really met. Like, blah, blah. all go out, go out. I'm like for a girl's d- girl and a guy's girl. She's loving. Yeah, and you're, and you're a good influence on him. 
I think you so. Are. I hope he's learned. You're something. shouldering the burden for her. She's, oh, she, let I her hope. she should send me a thank you. She yeah. should, I right? And you will give her so some ball much cream. fun to be around. Totally ball cream. I'll give her lube. <laughs> you would. Oh my God, you'd be so lucky to be with somebody like me. But the only thing is, I I couldn't put up with you because you just talk way too goddamn much. I know. And, and it's Emily exhausting. for you is the equivalent of the gay friend for the female. Yeah. And that's a good thing yeah. to have. It's just exhausting. It is. It's true. I I'm gotta take her doses. I know. That's why. Well, guys, I, I love like, you to death. I know, dude. I know we're I know we're in love, guys. Um, guys who date me, yeah, they're cool with me talking. I don't always talk. Sometimes I'm quiet. <laughs> Sometimes, um, in my sleep. Although no, I do talk in my sleep. Do you talk in your yeah. sleep? Sometimes. I'm sure it just keeps on going. There's a lot going on up there. Okay, like, how do you it's keep, tough to turn it off? How do you keep uh, Emily stimulated 24 effing seven? I do not know. Emily does more. a good job of that. Yeah, I that helps. She yeah. takes it. She takes 80 percent of the way. So you only have to really exactly. do 20 percent of the work. I, really, I mean, I'm the you, easiest person. It's to easy ever. to date Emily. she walks around fairly turned on. So you're doing. You know, do you think the guys are just like? This really good at smiling and nodding the whole time, or what? Or do you like, when I'm like listening? Yeah, when no, they're gay. Like they, they are entertained. Like you met the mm-hmm. last guy. He was like, no, I. You said what? Because gay. I was dating a guy. He came in. I'd never had anyone on the show that I'd actually been with, slept with. And you're like, how do you put up with talking? And he's like, I like it. I'm entertained. And he wasn't like, yeah, just but the, eventually he was burnt out, right? No, that's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he he's ghosted still like that. you because he, he was just like, me. "God damn, I need a nap." That's not how it happened. She's All entertaining. Right. Who would want that? Yeah, no, she's, she's hot time. and entertaining. Yeah. Look, yeah. how long have you known her? <laughs> she is. I'm entertaining. I know, but there will be fatigue, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, at friendship wise, effing awesome. Love you to death. But in a, a relationship wise, I just don't know like how you can be a guy couldn't be fatigued after a while. That's all. Just and that's seeing, just me. That's, that's my opinion. Who cares? Yeah, that's your opinion. That's why we're not together. Yeah, I know. And I would find you exhausting as well because you'd be on your phone the whole time and not really paying attention to and me the at one, all. And the one who doesn't find her exhausting, that's the one. Yeah, you I know. know. She's we're, not for everybody. We're on the hunt for that guy, and one day it's going to happen. We did not end because he found me exhausting. <laughs> I will just tell you that. Okay, can we do one quick email? Okay, yes, please. Okay. Um, hi, I listen to your podcast every week. Last week you were talking about connecting in a relationship with sex and how important sex is. I'm a 52-year-old woman who's been divorced for 16 years and was in an abusive marriage. I've been very busy raising two kids alone, so I never really dated, and I guess I'm also scared to. My kids are now 25 and 21, so I have more time, more me time, but I feel it's too late to start dating. And yes, it's been at least 14 years since I've had sex. How do I even start what? in this different world? Thanks, M. I thought this would be a good one, too, for Brian to kind of, you know, jump in. Because I understand that she would be First scared. First of all... I. I Everybody's scared. We're all we're scared. And, you know, a little bit. You, you get that a lot. Where it's a little bit different now. If somebody you know got divorced or out of a relationship in 1985, the dating landscape was sort of the same as 1974. The difference now in 2016, if you dropped out in 2002, it's a whole different world. That being said, what did she say? She is 52. Yeah, she's got about 40 years probably of dating right. left. So you don't have to jump back in. You don't have to do it. Start with spending time with people of the opposite sex. Start about going. Start with classes, volunteering, meetup groups, mm. things where you get comfortable just having Change dialogue with yeah. men and you'd be surprised at how comfortable you can get quickly not necessarily jumping into a one-on-one situation. Right, exactly. It's like a muscle that you got to use to it. Also, she's Wait. coming out of abuse too, so I want her to get that. Yeah. Like that. Then it's she needs to get comfortable being around men and women again. So, right. And that the only way that's going to happen is to get out of the house. And uh, that's think, where your answers yeah. lie, like sitting by the computer and, and, and trying to guess if some guy on Match.com is going to also be abusive. Don't do that. Get out. Spend time. I would say the best dating site is Earth. So go, <laughs> yeah. go, go there and get out there and just start engaging with other mm-hmm. people and get yourself comfortable Earth. with that. Earth.com. Yeah. I heard that was a really, really <laughs> good one. I yeah, but we one. always say that. you got to change up your daily routine to meet yeah. new people. Get out of your comfort Absolutely. zone. And then Absolutely. also another thing, I hope she uh, has talked to somebody about the abuse stuff because sometimes that. you... Sometimes you fall into the exact same person that you dated before. Right, we tend to often, and you don't want to do that. Sometimes one, sometimes twenty-five times until you. And uh, yeah, and and you need to always be cognizant of it, but you can't also bring whatever the the pain is from that forward into the next relationship because it's also not fair to Mm -hmm. to that person. So you really have to process that. 
you know, That's healthy way. Yeah, I think that people often don't, and then they think it's just going to go away, but it stays with you for a lifetime unless you deal with the... Right, I mean, I've dated girls like that where I, I felt like I'm dealing with something that happened long before me. Right. And they didn't know how to explain it, and I didn't know how to deal with it, and you, you end up, you know, exactly. fighting about it. Right, you know? so you got to work all this stuff out, which I have now. That's why I'm ready to date. It just took me a while. Ready to be in a relationship. Like Me we too. I'm ready, ready to be married. I we know, right? we're, we're ready. We're so good. That's good. Um, okay. Do we have time for another? Yeah. We do? Okay. Um, dating in the... Do I want to do okay. Dating in the sex industry. Long-time listener via iTunes and have learned a lot from your podcast. I recently started a relationship with a girl that I really like and could see a future with. However, she's involved in the sex industry, which is a situation I've never had to deal with before. I understand that what she does for work is different from what she does uh, what she does with me, but sometimes I feel a little bothered by her job. Do you have any advice on how I can deal with my feelings? She's not leaving the industry anytime soon. Is there something I can do for myself to help me manage my feelings, or is there a way to discuss this with, with her without hurting or angering her? Thanks, Johnny. I'm assuming she's a porn star. Well, I mean, the, sorry, the range here would be prostitute to you. You're the other right. end, right? Yeah. So, and anything people in do between. Say I'm in the industry. I was assuming yeah. she was a dancer, a stripper. That's. I right. thought that too, but then we talked about it in the office, and 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 Madison was saying that usually people would say stripper, stripper, but I think porn star. But I don't know. Um, it doesn't matter either way. Yeah, or she uh, can be a cam girl. True, she could be still. There's so many. That's so hot right now. I had, I had a guest on, uh, on uh, our podcast the other day, Kate Quigley. She's a comedian. She's funny. She hosted the uh, Adult Video Awards show. And she started dating a porn star. And people are like, oh, porn star. She's like, listen, the actors in Hollywood are probably having as much sex as the porn star. The only issue is I can't ask him about his day. Right, How was exactly. your, I was yeah, work yeah, today. Yeah. Work. And she's like, that was the problem. Yeah, double penetration, <laughs> right? Or like double anal. Yep. It was a great one. Did you do well? Uh, right. But I think, how do you deal with it? I mean, I think it's hard enough, you know, thinking about their ex's sexual history and past lovers. That this To think about this is what she's doing all day can be really challenging. But he knows what he's getting into. And I just think it takes a confident, secure, strong man to deal with it. He's probably not going to get. He's not going to get her to leave her job. So, yeah, no. you 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 have to understand. You know, is the job being in the sex industry does not mean the job itself is sexual, and right. uh, and you sort of have to to figure out where that line is drawn and how that sort of uh, manifests itself in your relationship or possible relationship. Right. And they have to have great communication. I mm-hmm. think he's got to keep talking, make sure he trusts her. You have to have mm-hmm. like you know every relationship you need communication, but like solid trust. Um, keep working on it, talking about it. But I don't. My only advice is that you got to accept it because that's the profession that she's chosen, and you're not going to change people unless they want to change. And, and again, you have to on a much milder basis. You have to deal with it, right? You have oh, to deal I with do. It oh, all, all the time. time. <laughs> and which is funny because I it wasn't like when you get into porn. I think you think like this is going to be a thing. Like I didn't think this was going to be like my thing, and now it's like sex with Emily, and it is. That's another thing. Not only have I not been married, all that other stuff, and then I've got a sex show. I- well, I even have to deal with it and, you know, doing great love debate. People, if I'm on a date, they're like, is this research? Are you asking me because you care? Like, are you going to put this in a book? Like, Do you? I say both. Right. I go, I'm curious about you and I'm also curious on a broader scale. I want right. to, you know, sometimes I like to know people's opinions on stuff. Right, exactly. And it's something I'm, I'm interested in. And if you're going to date me, you have to understand where my curiosities lie. Right. And a lot of my curiosities lie in the dynamic between men and women. That's the deal. Right. I agree, too. People like, are you, I think some people want me to talk in a weird way, but I change their names anyway. But I, I yeah, I mean, it's a thing. If you can't handle it, you can't handle it. Um, I think that's all we got time for. It is. Okay, so so it is. Yeah. Be sad. Unfortunately. Um, okay, so we're going to be at the great love, be the live sex live. Let's, love love and, sex and sex live at the improv March 10th. March 10th at 7.30. Go to hollywoodimprov.com for tickets or my website, sexwithelmy.com or your or website. Or debate.com. yeah. And also um, at Great Love Debate on Twitter. On Twitter and Instagram. Okay, and I'm at Sex with Emily on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Instagram, what else? YouTube. Listen and subscribe to the Great Love Debate podcast. Uh, all, we're also on Adam Carolla Network or Podcast One or iTunes or any place you're going to find your podcast. So, yeah, we're all podcast. Let's all listen to each other's podcasts. You should listen to Menace. That's right. The Woody Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Woody Show. And uh, you're at Menace. At Menace on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. And uh, the dog is a lot of people are following my dog Churro. from the show. Yeah, He's my... got like a famous. Yeah. I'm getting a dog, but we'll talk about this another time. Oh, my God. I know. All right. That's a cliffhanger, everybody. Okay, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. 
Okay, hey everyone, what was your New Year's resolution this year? Did you want to learn to cook, stay in shape, get in shape? And how's it going? It's March, okay? Let's talk about it. Well, texture can help you see it through. They can help you achieve so many goals because starting at less than $10 a month, Texture offers unlimited access to all your favorite magazines for less than the price of three magazines at the grocery store. You can catch up on, like I love it because I can read all my women's health articles, Glamour, Time Magazine, no matter where I am. And it's so easy to use. You just click headlines on the cover page and Texture takes you right to the articles that interest you. And they literally, any magazine you can think of, you can get them all on your phone. And it's like 10 bucks a month. Like that's crazy. Can you imagine that? You don't even need to schlep around magazines anymore like I used to do. I go, every time I go on vacation, I think I'm going to read these 50 magazines and then I have to check, check my suitcase because they get really mad because it's really heavy. This truly happened to me. Now you don't need to go totally paper-free and read about everything you want and also texture they see what you like what articles you like and they also suggest things from magazines that you might not normally read and it's just this amazing it's like one of the only apps that I allow notifications on my phone because they actually are really smart and they know what I like I love it I love texture and they're offering my listeners a free trial right now when you go to texture.com slash Emily so stop wasting time flipping through pages wasting paper wasting your money all that stuff, go to texture.com slash Emily. Try it for free. You will love it.